Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts this week. We watched Knock Down the House, directed by Rachel Lears and released in 2019. The plot of this documentary is four women challenging the traditional ideas of politics run for Congress in 2018, and this is a screening on Netflix. Uh, as we usually do, we will do a spoiler-free section up front to tell you whether we think you should watch this movie. So, Katie, should people watch this movie? Um, I feel like it's interesting. I feel like it kind of could be an interesting gateway to finding out more about like local politics and how you can get into politics or, you know, something like that. Um, I think it has some really, really good moments in it. So if you're looking for that kind of thing, then yes. But like you'd have to really be looking for that kind of thing. I think it's not just something to just put on. No, I think also like if you want to know a little bit more about particularly Alexandria ocasio Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, who obviously is, has been everywhere lately. This is quite a good look at her as she was blowing up, as things were taking mm. off for her. It's a really interesting look at somebody who is um, who's getting momentum behind them, like a grassroots campaign that is getting momentum behind them, as well as you know uh, other campaigns that are didn't quite have the same momentum. So that and that in that respect, it is interesting. And like as a politics junkie, I obviously. Loved watching it. It's kind of there's some. I think there's certainly elements to it that are like kind of a how to and how how not to mm. guide. Yeah, actually. Yeah, <laughs> and the grassroots stuff was all super interesting to me. Like mm. that stuff is really interesting because you sort of um, you know ask questions about like what you have to do in order to get elected or even to just get on the ballot. Um, mm. You know the all the the door knocking and the talking to people and all that stuff, which is you know pretty much the same no matter what level you're running at. Uh, and and the you know what it takes to challenge the establishment and mm-hmm. um, this very much focuses on for candidate, like for democratic progressive candidates who were seem to be all under the same movement. Um, well, the thing is that movement, it was really interesting because I was focusing on, you know, what they were saying at the beginning of the thing. Uh, we should probably do that. They'll be doing a spoiler free section. Yeah. Seeing as it's a documentary, um, if, you, if you haven't watched it, have a watch and come back. We'll start talking in more detail about what actually goes on mm. in the documentary. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Alexandria gets elected, uh, but for, for the rest of it, um, we'll start talking, I guess, spoilers from mm. now on. Yeah, and I think there's a bit at the beginning where they kind of make reference to, like th- that was added afterwards that references some of the women that we do know, like we, there's clips of all these different women. Mm. Um, so I saw Ilhan Omar and um, Rashida Tlaib, like the rest of the squad. Yeah, in yeah. That yeah little... all, the, all the other class of 2018 who yeah. arrived. Um, and yep. they were in that little like um, that little kind of intro yeah. bit. Who weren't? Yeah, they weren't big followers of the documentary, but um, they were part of it. Yeah. So, but I was paying attention, and they they make a point early on, like they really stress the fact that they just want new people in, and they don't care what party. Mm. Which, because I was like, well, surely you should care what party, because if there's people aligning themselves with Trump. Yeah, and they're all, pro- <laughs> all everyone we see is progressive, and the organization who's sort of recruiting them seems to be looking for progressive candidates because they're looking for people who, you know, like who want healthcare and like environmental protection and well, all But they're looking things. for people who are looking to challenge the establishment, right? Mm, yes. Yeah, that's what they're looking for. They were looking for people who like don't fit the mold of the normal, mm. you know, the, the normal, not normal, but the, the usual kind of thing that we get, yeah. in po- that they get in American politics, but also we get here, um, like, you know, white men who already have a foothold in the, uh, 
in the political world and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Pe- people who have got money, people who aren't doing working class jobs, people who aren't working class. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they're looking for that sort of thing. It's just that most of the people who actually want to try and change the world <laughs> seem to be progressive, I think, and yeah. like have that those kinds of values. Mm. Like if you're going to go in and ch- challenge the establishment, the very notion of that by itself is generally mm. not a conservative idea. Yeah, and America's a bit different on parties than we are because like in Australia with like there is the two parties, but in, nowadays most like there's there's also a huge non-major party vote whereas in the US you're either re- like there's there are some independents, but they don't really have say a green party the way we do here, which just gets actually quite a big chunk of the vote mm. um, and a lot of progressives will vote for vote green rather than labor here mm. whereas um, in America it's kind of the Democratic Party these candidates are largely aligned with the Democratic Party but like way more on the left of that and then there's a quite a broad church of people who are considered Democrats yeah. and that, I mean that comes about because of the primary system as well which we don't have here yeah which this this um, documentary kind of goes into a little bit mm. um, so uh, before we started recording, you said something about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and like how she sucks up all of the attention in this movie, mm. which I ca- think kind of puts a lot of the onus on her for like, you know, mm. doing that. But it doesn't seem like she's like that. This no, is no, no. I, it sucks up the attention of the, of the filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. No, I didn't mean it. She didn't do it deliberately. No. I assume that the filmmaker Rachel Lears took filmed as much footage of every each of the four women as she did of AOC but I think that was more the way that this has been edited together is and because it's the Cinderella story the other three don't win she, that it's kind of sucked up her attention but then like but I think there's also something about Alexandria Ocasio Cortez as opposed to the others that, who oh, I'm going to refer to as AOC from now on yeah because because and this is why AOC name. took off the way she did yeah. because she is oh my I'm so impressed with her like I just like I want to be her. Like she is amazing. She's so smart. She's so good on her feet. She's mm. like we are so lucky to have her in public life. And she, there's a reason she took has taken off the way she has done. And there's a reason she got elected. And there's a reason this worked out for her. And in the film, that's what takes up most of the story. And that's what honestly, it's what's interesting. Yeah, and and so like there's, I think there's two factors working against the others one of which is that she did win and so like following Mm. her story is going to be the one that's successful so they want to build up that relationship with her first yeah um but also that she is very interesting and she's very engaging Mm. and she's very knowledgeable about and she you know actually talks about issues and things like that which i didn't see the others so much doing no like they have a passion sort of project i guess so like a cause right mm. all three of them have a cause yeah and to me i think that of the other three the person who um stood out the most was um amy valela oh yeah the um, um the las vegas lady yeah with the, her daughter died her because daughter of lack had, of health care yeah her daughter had died because of lack of health care but she also was much more like you see her engaging with people more but also like she talks about other things a little bit as well mm. she kind of seemed to have more of a political kind of she seemed to be more politically minded Mm. um and more kind of willing to do that stuff yeah i think the other two like i didn't get much of a sense of who Corey bush was uh, Corey, i didn't get much of Corey at all she had probably the least screen time and i had the least idea of what she was standing for like i know that there's a good bit about how she was and uh she's a nurse and she 
lives near Ferguson in Missouri. And so when the riots happened there, she went to help and it became part of the thing. But I didn't really get a sense of her. Whereas the other lady from West Virginia, you know, the coal miner's daughter who's Mm. worried about the way that coal mining is polluting the community and and causing cancer and all other kinds of health problems. She was more compelling to me um, Mm. in terms of her story. I actually thought she had quite a good story going on there. I did too. I, but I can also see why she didn't win. Yeah. Cause we didn't actually see her do a lot of political stuff. No. We saw her visiting a mine. We saw her like cleaning up an area. She seems to be a great activist. Yeah. But we she's... didn't see her doing a lot of the canvassing and politicking and stuff. Yeah. And she's in a deeply red state as yeah. well, West Virginia. And so I think, yeah. So I don't know, um, that, she necessarily she may not have done as much of that stuff i don't know yeah yeah and 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 i don't know whether it's just the way that the documentary is presenting her or whether she really did those things but what i did find interesting was that she was the one of all of them that after the election happened her the person who won the democratic vote in her state called her Mm. and said hey can we work together you've got some really good ideas yeah so like to me that kind of speaks to her as as being a really good activist, you know, yeah. she's a really good activist. She really cares about these causes. Mm. And so she would, she seems like she'd be really good in a kind of a um, lobbying position mm. or a position to, to push the government. Yeah. Activism as opposed uh, yeah. to being a politician, which is, um, yeah, which are different um, skill sets. They are different skill sets. And she seemed to really have that activist spirit. Mm. She was going out and cleaning up areas. She was doing all of that stuff, you mm. know, whereas I think uh, um, AOC kind of has this activist spirit that combines with quite a good political mm. mind and a very good, po- and that, that yeah. energy that she has to go she's, out and keep doing it and keep doing it, you know? Yeah. She's really able to um, bring people together as well. Mm. Like it was interesting watching her as well because like she talks about how you know talking to a crowd of people is much easier than one-on-one and that that to me that's the thing that I think puts a lot of people off politics is that you know that sort of going out and door knocking and getting rejected Mm. like that's that's the hard bit and she's admits how hard she finds it Mm. and we see her finding it really hard and how someone else has to show her how to do door knocking and canvassing and um but the thing about her is she does it yeah oh yeah yeah exactly she just sucks it up and does it and that's why she's successful because she's got the that sort of innate ability to bring a room along to bring mm. a crowd along to the yeah. charisma of being able to lead a movement which is amazing skill but she also she knew that to get there she had to combine that with like wearing out shoe leather and so she did that and she got people on board to help her do that yeah i think um also if you watch her t- talk about um, bringing people along with her, watch her t- turn that room around when she's in that debate mm. because you can see that a lot of the people in that debate were supporting the um, Crowley. Oh, man. Um, and, like, she, by the end of it, is getting cheers for nearly everything she's saying. Like, mm. she really kind of turns that debate around Yeah. Um, and, like, makes it her own. Um, I think that she comes across much better in front of her crowd than when she did than she did in the studio interview as well. Mm. It was really, which was really interesting she does. to watch. She feeds off the energy of a, a crowd. There's a couple of occasions, like there's occasions where she's she's speaking Spanish in the uh, in the streets and she like forgets a word or whatever. Mm. And then there's her rallies and things like that. And then the Crowley, the opponent, like he he becomes this like side villain character without like, it almost feels like they didn't really have to try that hard to get all this footage of him like putting his own like getting in his own way he's interesting too because he he clearly likes her 
Yeah. Like every time you see, you can see that he clearly respects her mm. and actually respects her and mm. then keeps having to, he keeps being put in this position of not being as good at her at, at like being able to defend his position and talk about the issues and stuff. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, he's still trying to put her down and, and, you know, yeah, but like somebody calls, patronizing. Somebody but- calls her stupid and he's like, no, she's not stupid. Yeah. And yeah, it is interesting to watch because so- he's, he's really trying hard and he's, like he's doing politics as he's learned how to do politics. Like he's doing what's traditionally what you're supposed to do. Like getting out at a little. Somebody even somebody says to him at a pride parade, "Oh, must be re-election time. Fancy seeing you here." And mm. like he does exactly what a traditional politician does, which is he's um, pushed his career in in Washington as a as a high ranking party member. Like I guess he'd be like as a minister or whatever. And at home in his district, like nothing much going on and that's and that's obviously not going to work in these kind of grassroots campaigns mm. yeah it, it was really interesting to see that that match up actually the things that i kind of liked most about alexandria um ocasio-cortez in this movie were the things that like people tend to pick on her for mm. like she has crazy eyes she full-on has crazy eyes a lot of the time. She's, like, really into something and she's really passionate about something or she's really listening to somebody and so she, like, but that's you know, and what- I think it's great. Like, these are the things that people have been sort of, like, targeting her for and saying, oh, she's crazy. And I'm like, but she's it shows she's really passionate. It she works. actually cares about things. And she she's can- not, like, dispassionate. She's not just calmly talking about these issues. She really cares about these issues. Yeah, and she can communicate it visually as well. Mm. I remember – Will Smith talking about like television acting versus film acting and he talked about how he was used to doing really big mm. stuff because on a small screen you have to do big stuff and she's not on television she's on people's iPhones mm. she engaged through Instagram stories and things like that so she has like the tiniest little screen and so that being able to have that big expressive face and those big expressive eyes really works for her yeah and because she is genuinely also passionate about it but yeah. also the things like when she's scared to do something and doesn't want to go in the building or when mm. she gets really excited to see the press outside or when she like, you know, makes a mistake or something. Yeah. Um, but keeps going. That's all the stuff that like is. That's what makes her most, popular. Well, yeah. That's the stuff that's most endearing about her in this movie. Those like mm. moments when she is human and does the things that aren't perfect because like all that knowledge and all the understanding of it is still there. She mm. still knows it all. Right. Yeah. But like. To see her occasionally make mistakes and keep going, that's why she's so inspiring to so many people is because she does keep going and she, mm. you know, still believes in herself self and keeps fighting for the causes that she thinks are important. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and that's been her, her career the whole way. Like, I remember when she was first elected and she was having trouble because she needed to move to Washington, but she couldn't afford to, like, rent two apartments because mm. she's a normal person with a normal job. Mm. And, like, other congress people were like oh yeah right she's acting all you know like she's a um like she's in trouble but she raised all this money and all this kind of stuff but what real people saw was like yes this would be a problem i would have if i ran for congress mm. i couldn't afford to operate have two houses i couldn't afford to be away from you know whatever for this many weeks of the yeah. year she's it's all of that stuff about her is what makes her so relatable and, and there's a line in the trailer that i don't remember from the documentary the working people of america should be represented by the working people of america might not be in the. It is. I, I'm, yeah. I'm almost certain I so, heard yeah. that line because I didn't watch the trailer. Yeah, I. So yeah. it should be represented by a working person or yeah, something that's like right. that. It's really early. It's yeah, and God, she's good at an off the cuff line. The one about mm. we meet a machine with a movement. Mm. Oh man, that was off the. If you see it off the cuff, like it's incredible. Yeah, someone shoves a microphone in your face. But yeah, that line is 
that's why she's engaged. And mm. yeah, I think other people try and we see three other people try, but it's doesn't always come through. And she's able to communicate that. It, yeah. It's got the incredible talent of being able to communicate that to people as well as actually living that. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's definitely some luck in the other areas as well, um, mm. or in these areas as well. You know, she's in New York, which is much more um, progressive, mm. much more kind of um, multicultural place. Corey Bush was going up against some like a family institution, mm. and also she was going up against um, black, um, a black man. Yeah, black, yeah. I keep saying men because it's like her, it was yeah, there was his, a father and son, father yeah. and son, but the father's mm. not there and not actually the congressperson anymore. No, um, but yeah, so she was going up against this real kind of establishment, mm. but also um, members, other members of the black community, and she's yeah. trying to win over the black community. So I think it's like you know the comparison um, with um, AOC going up against an established white man, especially when in when the district is covers like the Bronx and Queens, yeah. which is so diverse and so working class. Yeah, but also we have to remember that, like, because you were talking about how the um, is it Paula Jean? Yeah, Paula Jean from West Virginia was in a really red state, but she's going up against like all of them are going up against Democrats. other Democrats. Yes. So what they're really what they're really going against is the establishment. Yeah. Um, like the established Democrats. Mm. Um, so. Yes, she was fighting for the votes of people who were already politically more aligned with mm. her than with, say, Donald Trump. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, just to um, talk about the other ones a little bit, and, like, the Amy Valela storyline as well was really interesting, and I would have liked to see a little more of it just because mm. – and we don't see what the numbers are like for her for some reason. We see the numbers for everybody else, mm. um, and then we didn't see her numbers – which was really weird. Oh, yeah. Um, and she was really devastated with the outcome of hers as well. Mm. So, and they started, like, she was talking to her campaign manager and saying, look, we didn't know anything when we started. Mm. So I was really curious to see what had actually happened with her and who she was going up against and all this mm. stuff. And I feel like we didn't get any no. of that stuff and, with her. And the thing is, she was, um, she was in Nevada as well. So, like, that's, I don't know much about Nevada. I think that's a state that could go either way. Like, it's it probably leans business-friendly because of Vegas, but – I don't think that, um, yeah, like it's not so it's not like deeply red or deeply blue in the same way. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. It, it and and uh, again, like I don't know how much that actually matters in terms of this particular story because they are going up against other against Democrats. A, yeah, it's all but in the we primaries. Don't, yeah, I don't know. But it, I just was really curious because they sort of focused a lot on her. Um, and her passion and her family and stuff, mm. but didn't give us as much information about like the other politics going on no. as they did with, I feel like, all three of the others. Yeah. We, we knew who Corey Bush was going up against. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't know who Paula Jean was going up against, but it was fairly obvious what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and then we heard him at the end of the of, of the movie. Mm. And yet with Amy Vallela, I just didn't even know anything. No. Like I feel like I didn't know anything about her no, it was story just, no, it was like, just, in terms of the politics. No, it was just her reasons for running and her stuff. And that was like extremely affecting. Like the story about her daughter had me in absolute tears. Like it was just awful. But it wasn't like – yeah, I think the, the thing with a political campaign is that the story of a political campaign is you need a compelling story. Mm. And the other three all did. Obviously AOC has a compelling story. Cory Bush has the – like we've had these same two – guys representing our community for 50 years mm. and we really haven't made progress and they they represented us through um, the Ferguson riots the mm. worst thing we ever had to face and 
we we need some some change. That was a really compelling story. The West Virginia story is, you know, you sort of take a bit of history into that because we all know about like the death of coal mining and the Appalachia and the opioid crisis and all the other things that go on in the background there. But the the story, her story is really compelling because there's also the environmental crisis of mining and what it's done to the environment mm-hmm. and, and therefore she talks about- to people's health. Yeah, she talks about all the people she knows in the area who have had cancer or currently have cancer. Mm. I really do feel like she'd be a terrific activist. I mean, yeah, she's and, and so good at that and stuff. That's, she, you know? And that was a, an incredibly compelling story because, of course, the 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 establishment story about coal mining is that we've got to keep doing it. Mm. It's good for communities, jobs. But what's really happening is it's terrible for communities. Actually, yeah, I think they actually show a clip of her opponent talking about that. Yeah, he does. And so that, that's good because it really yeah. – I, I, when you can see what they're up against, it really sets up what's happening. Mm, mm. And I really I, – I want to know why they didn't do that with Amy Valela because she was seemed mm. like – really interesting and she was canvassing and she was doing all of that stuff so why don't we see as much of the like who her opponent is what the numbers were like any of that stuff with her yeah it's not as well fleshed out no and i I wonder if they were like trying to you know hide something with it or something like that like it just seemed odd to me and i'd be curious to know how they went about their you know decision to follow these particular people and whether there were more people that they could have followed and all that sort of stuff like like you said that that class of 18 you know there were probably a couple of others they could have followed yeah among that cohort and um the fact that uh, they seem to have just basically struck gold and gotten lucky Mm. by um following aoc yeah into this like this is what's gotten their documentary really big and so Mm. they kind of knew that and i think they kind there's a sense that they might know that early on yeah. That she's somebody, you know, well, uh, that you got to keep at, an eye on. Looking at the dates, I'm like, oh, wow, it really was only like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. that she started to take off. But, I, like, I have definitely seem to remember hearing of her, you know, for I feel like I've been hearing about her for ages. Yeah. So she did. She started to take off very quickly. I think it was probably pretty obvious to yeah. them. But, um, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, right at the beginning, like, they just mm. got lucky. and They, they did, but Because yeah. you know that they're following her right from the beginning because there's these meetings mm. of all these people. Oh, when they And they're approaching her and there's, like, her brother had nominated mm-hmm. her and all that stuff. But the, there's these meetings of all these people and then other people are speaking from the documentary and mm. she's there and they film her there. Yeah. And they're not filming the others at her things or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they went to that or whatever, but you can see that they're looking for her reactions. Yeah. They're looking for what she's doing. They are keeping an eye on her mm. because there's something that they know right from the start that is like, she's going to, yeah. Know, I mean, I think there's a bit of that. Star. Yeah. That charisma that we talk about there is, yeah. she does have that, that X factor or whatever it is. She has it. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in the whole movie is when she's just doing the like psyching herself up for the mm. speech. Yeah, I can um, take up space. Yeah, I can do. And then she she like he's going to do this to me and that to me, and she like literally pushes it all away from herself. Mm-hmm. Like all the he's going to tell me I'm young. He's going to tell me I'm. Experienced. And then she's like, I am experienced. I am enough. I'm. It was great, like mm. watching her like affirm herself on that. Yeah, and not just do the affirmations, but like go through why she was doing them and mm-hmm. stuff. A couple of really good scenes happen on her couch actually because there's yeah. another one where she talks about hit crowley's um and his name is crowley i mean come on you couldn't get a better setup for a villain in there. I know. yeah we always oh, she goes through his um his, his campaign, campaign brochure pro- compared yeah. to hers like campaign. this is an organizer versus a strategist oh that yeah. was so clever yeah she's got such a, a way of being able to explain things to mm. people well because she i mean she was a bartender and she wasn't really doing politics and all this mm. sort of stuff mm. but she clearly has 
a really clever political mind because mm. she just knows these things. And yeah. um, what's the other one? I actually wrote yeah, one like I mean, she does have a she she's college educated, so she probably does have a bit of that yeah. like media literacy. That, but but like a, a formal background in that. But she has such an instinctive ability to do politics. And yeah, I'm sure she's very well educated in all that sort of thing as well. Mm. But it just is interesting to me that like, you know. Even people who are educated and things sometimes struggle with oh, that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's part of what we struggle with here. Like in Australia, all the every politician's you know either got a law degree or an economics degree, that and they're super educated, but they're mm. also we've got a lot of establishment, mm. just the same. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, a lot of the stuff happens in similar ways. Um, yeah, the bit where she, um, I actually did get chills at one point in this movie, <laughs> um, which is I don't remember what she says in the lead up to it. I only wrote the end of it, but she's talking about. You know, the the question they ask her is why her, and she kind of goes, "Well, why not me?" And then she says at the end of it, "Because the alternative is no one." Yeah, you know, no one's challenging these people. There's nobody mm. against them in the primaries. They yeah. are running unopposed. Yep. The alternative is no one. Yeah, and so what I'm better than lose? no one. <laughs> yeah, what have you what have you got to lose? Exactly, and so we're running to win because you know there's no other real options. Mm, mm. <laughs> I am the only other option. That's right. Um, which was really interesting to me. You know, the kind of uh, the mentality it takes to be the person who goes, well, I might as well do it because the alternative is nobody does it. Yeah. Uh, and to kind of think of it that way, I just really yeah. thought that and was cool. Yeah, it's interesting because then you think back to how she's had to motivate herself to do the bits of the job she doesn't like, like the fundraising and mm. the um, knocking on doors and stuff and getting signatures and all that stuff. And that's that's how you do it. The alternative is nobody. The alternative mm. is this guy scares someone else away with a lawsuit again. Mm. And she's like, no, that's not how this should work. And she really cares about people and their actual lives um, mm-hmm. and, and how and, – and because she's lived it, she knows what it's like to nearly lose your house. She knows what it's like to have to get a job that maybe isn't what you love doing. There's a great bit about what she talks about. She couldn't keep working at nonprofits because mm. there's no money in it. Um, because she had to help her family, she had to had to make a living, and that's what most people's lives are like. Mm. Most people have to work to make a living, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily get to follow their dreams to do so, because that's what life is like. That's the reality of life in America. That's the reality of life here. There isn't, you know, it's hard. Wages haven't gone up, but the cost of everything else has. Mm. And she understands that on a really fundamental level. Mm. And so, yeah, she can really like get that. Um, really connect that way. Mm. Yeah, I, I kind of, there were bits of this movie where um, I also got chills at the end when she won. Oh, man. <laughs> when she was in the car and she knows she's being filmed mm. and she gets excited, but then she's like, no, ne- never mind, never mind. But she she whispers it to her partner, like, you know, and she knows what's happening. And she's like, she's conscious. Is well, the she moment knows- of her being conscious of being filmed and – it, I think at that point she doesn't know if she's won. No. But she definitely knows it's a lot. The momentum like is there. The, it's a lot closer yeah. because there's press there. Yeah. If there's press there, then it has to be either yeah. close or she's won. Like yeah. it, they wouldn't go if she was just completely defeated. No, and so, the press were running to her yeah. event. Yeah. And and she was – and then the way she she can't contain herself, she yeah. runs in the door. Um, well, no, because first, first like, she goes out back and she's like, oh, I don't want to go in. I'm scared. And then yeah, she goes yeah. to the door and she's like, oh, wait. It's, it's me. I'm, it's my face on the poster. Yeah. 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 It was cool. That was, was a really cool really, moment. Well, yeah, very real moment. Like yeah. a very real person. Yeah. I kind of 
there were certain moments in the film where they would just film somebody like driving around or something that I was like, why are we seeing yeah, there's a this lot of, like, t- thing happening? Why aren't we seeing the actual stuff happening? Yeah, both, kind of frustrated um, me. both Las Vegas and West Virginia were like that. Mm. There was a lot of the – and those two women looked kind of similar and I like I got a similar vibe off. They were both about the same age, had a very similar haircut, different colours. And okay. They, I they, didn't have any trouble get, keeping but them But they – well, the accent is the how you tell them apart – and the the lady in Las Vegas is um, Latina. Yeah. But they – there's both of those two women. There's a lot of footage of them driving their cars mm-hmm. and talking about stuff. And the, and with Cori Bush, there's like – she's doing a photo shoot while she's talking about stuff. And yeah. I was like, why are you choosing to focus on this? This is a weird thing. Well, for- yeah. Well, I think that was – obviously at some point they were thinking about that because there's the – it opens with the scene of AOC talking about her makeup and how it's different for women and how they present themselves. Yeah, I thought that was good. And Cori Bush is, um, is the same where she – Bush? Is that, have I got her name right? I'm sure it's Bush because yeah, I was no, like, sorry, it's a I, I, former president. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It, but then the Cory Bush, it's the same sort of thing. It's like how to be how to be a black woman in public life and how mm. and she she has there's um we, they tell us how to dress and all this kind mm. of stuff. But then she's also dressed in very conventional politicians' clothes. Yeah, like she's immaculately tailored, nice heels, hair is. Um, really slick in and two different um uh, could be waves or but in, in very it's definitely relaxed hair like she presents herself in a what to me was a fairly conventional way yeah I was confused by that so well, I was like her well, how are you different her introduction was like her with this um older man who was very charismatic who was only in two scenes and mm. I immediately remembered him when I saw him again I was like wow yeah yeah um, but mm. yeah uh they're talking about a book that she has and it says born to rebel and he's mm. like, they're like that's you and then I didn't see that no she didn't seem rebellious at all so I don't know if it's just a storytelling fault or like yeah. whether it's a way that she was presenting herself that doesn't come across yeah. or something and, and then then that whole like oh they expect us to be polished and this is just how I am but she was extremely polished yeah, yeah, I think she kind of did the thing, um, the altering her, like, patterns of speech, whether she was on mm, camera, whether mm. she was talking to the people um, yeah, in her district, switching. which is, yeah, mm. code switching, which is fine. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I got that, but I just didn't understand, like, that, yeah, it, she didn't seem like she was presenting herself as particular in a particularly different mm. way. And I know there's a lot of stuff around race and um, black women and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and and I I wonder if at some point the filmmakers had this idea of like, oh, we want to think about image and things like that, and it ended up being superseded by other issues that ended up taking precedence. But um, well, they it, didn't have anybody to be on the other side of that. No, like they didn't have any. We all sort of can see, can see the other side of most of the things that they're talking about. But Mm. there's nobody there who's presenting the kind of, like, it's easy for me because I'm a man Mm. side of things because we're following four women. Yeah. So you don't actually get to see the, like. The guy who does just put on a pair of chinos and a light-coloured shirt in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to Mm. kind of, there's not not something to balance that out. And, Mm. like. Corey um, going up against the guy whose name was Lacey um, Mm. is the only thing I remember. But, like, that was clearly a very tough thing because she's talking about being anti-establishment and the way she's presenting herself Mm. while also going up against an establishment black man and all Mm. that sort of stuff. And they didn't really present what the, what her alternative was that she's presenting, Mm. you know, like it, it wasn't clear. No, it wasn't clear what she 
no stood and, for and who she was and no. and why she was saying that she was yeah, so and, different. And, and there was even this story about her being a nurse and, and f- to helping after Ferguson and all that was like, and then what? Like clearly that led into some kind of activism that meant hmm. she has a profile now. We didn't see the activism part of that though. We only really saw this is what happened. This was in my neighborhood. Yeah. I went to help out and now I'm running for Congress. And then with Paula Jean, we see all that activism stuff, yeah. but not so much of the political yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so exactly, it's really interesting. the opposite the, st- parts of the story. Yeah, the, and we don't see a lot about her and how she presents herself and stuff, which would have been really interesting because she definitely presents herself very differently to AOC and Cori Bush. Be- and, who are, and to Amy as well. And to Amy. Yeah, that's true. Well, she, um, she's a- also the see, only white woman in the whole the whole thing. So there's yeah. probably something interesting there about that. Well, Amy, um, so I <laughs> love Queer Eye mm. and I was watching Queer Eye and there's a, a woman in the most recent season that they do a makeover of who is um, a um, Latina woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw a lot of like commonalities in the way they present themselves mm-hmm. and this kind yeah, of with the cultural. Big hair st- and yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, so for, like because I'd seen that, I kind of clicked in really quickly to mm. who Amy was, and and the fact that wh- the way she's presenting herself is really different, just because she's presenting herself in that very kind of mm. like culturally Latina style yeah. um, that I've seen before. So I was like, oh, I know what this is, yes. right? But Paula Jean, she doesn't seem to wear a lot of makeup. She yep. doesn't do her hair. She's out in the rain. Um, the way that she dresses, wears a campaign hoodie or a campaign T-shirt everywhere. Yeah. Like she is not dressing up. She Mm-mm. again the activist thing. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Right? But, but there's like, also that like in her district, in, like this poor rural Appalachia. Mm. She doesn't want to present herself as being above anyone. She's like th- there's but that. We, we don't go into that. No, with we don't. Her, go and into I would that. like to because she's uh, maybe the most interesting person in terms of how she presents herself because yeah. it is so yeah. antithetical to. How all yeah. the other women are presenting but themselves. But she's also the only white woman among them. And so it's interesting that the only white woman among them is the one who gets away with not wearing much makeup and getting around in hoodies and all that. But then again, she is also in a, a different kind of district. So, yeah. She, yeah. It's hard it's, to, you can't, to, you can't, there's too many factors to control, variables to control for there. Yeah. But I would just like to hear her thoughts on how she mm, presents herself. Absolutely. Because at one point she says, oh, I'm a mess. Yeah. And I'd be interested to hear her thoughts on how she presents herself and whether she's doing that to represent the people of her district and mm. stuff. Because we set up, we're set up with AOC going, there's so many decisions that go into a, the way that a woman presents herself mm. that men don't have to think about. You know, they're not thinking as much about putting on makeup. They can if they no, want to. And, and <laughs> AOC early on did the red lipstick thing. Yeah. And now she always does it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a choice, right? Mm. It's a decision about how she's presenting herself. Yep. Corey's making these decisions about how she's presenting herself. So is Amy, right? Mm. Mm. Amy's doing this kind of, um, you know, very much in her culture. Yeah. Um, I want to know what Paula Jean's kind of thoughts are on how she presents herself. Yeah, it'd be it interesting. would be really interesting. But yeah, I think um, I feel like it wasn't balanced mm. in terms of its filmmaking and that was a bit frustrating. Yeah. Like they didn't quite know what their point was. No. And they kind of just became – successful be out of luck because they had AOC they had AOC um which is kind of a shame because I I would like to I I just wish it was more consistent Mm. and I could understand what they were trying to go for a little bit more yeah you know like they had a clear through line and point yeah no I think I agree with you on that yeah I think even the you know a hundred of us have to fall for one of us to rise or something like that that AOC says yeah for one of us to get through a hundred of us have to run yeah exactly would be Great to follow through on, you know. Yeah, again, off the cuff line on the phone call to yeah. Amy. It's yeah. she's brilliant. She's, just she's brilliant. so brilliant. 
Yeah. But yeah, so um, do you want to rate Knock Down the House? Yeah, I'm going to go with three stars. It's interesting and especially as like somebody who's interested in politics and, and interested in um, AOC and what she's doing in the world and interested in how the hell we're going to get ourselves out of this mess. I really enjoy it. But in terms of all that other stuff, like it is it is really a three-star film. Like mm. it's not, um, you know, it's not a great masterpiece of, of documentary, but it is really interesting and it made me think and it certainly offers up some ideas and some solutions for a problem that is, is you know, getting bigger and scarier every day. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I was going to give it three stars as well. Um, as a documentary about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in her early days, it's great. Mm. As a documentary about like non-establishment women challenging the establishment in politics, eh. needs work. Um, yeah. There's a book that I really want to just like pimp, I guess, a bit. Yeah. But oh yeah, so I've talked a few times about how I love. How Did This Get Made? Yes. So June Day and Raphael, one of the hosts of How Did This Get Made, wrote a book called Represent the Women's Guide to Running for Office in Politics. Oh, did I she? Think. No, Women's Guide to Running for Office and Changing the World. Oh, wow. Um, she co-wrote it. And if people in America are interested, they should get that because it gives you like an actual step-by-step guide to running for office. I did and not, small offices as well, not just I major I did not ones. know June Day and did that. And that is amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'll put it's in the brand show. new. I will yeah. put that in the show notes. Uh, and otherwise, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. And if you would like to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.